day 289. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. Hmm. All right. Second Thessalonians. All right. So, so second Thessalonians, bro. <clears throat> remember last time, first Thessalonians, Paul writes this letter to encourage the church. Yo, man, I know y'all are suffering. You know, I know people have died. Christ is coming back. Y'all y'all built for this. Keep on going. Y'all are faithful, doing well. Right. What happens now is things don't get better. They get mm. worse. Mm. Right. The persecutions increase. Right. And the comforting words that Paul used to comfort uh, the church at Thessalonica are getting twisted and confused. Right. To where people are saying, no, oh, the Lord's day, the coming of Jesus has essentially came. Right. And so people are confused about the Lord's coming. Right. And then some have used it as a cop-out. Right. To say, oh, man, the Lord's day is right. We just going to kick it, man. We're going <laughs> to kick our feet up. <laughs> right. We ain't going to preach no gospel. We're not going to do what God called us to do. And Paul is here correcting these, yeah, misunderstandings. Yep. Man, and Paul just starts off and he starts off and he just thanks them for their endurance. Mm -hmm. And once again, he comes back, right, to this... Uh, this plant that was planted and Paul leaves it behind yeah. in conditions that are supposed to, right, um, um, choke the life out of this plant. Paul right. comes back and says, yo, this plant is still alive mm -hmm. and kicking. It's because of the goodness of what God has done. And so Paul's going to come back and help them see, look, suffering is actually a sign mm -hmm. that y'all are on the same path that Jesus is on, right? Absolutely. They're undergoing these hard times and they start to assume, yo, wait a minute, um, are we doing something wrong? And Paul's like, no, 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 look, 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 look. Look at Jesus and the way that he lived and you remembered how he underwent hard times. Mm. You should know your suffering is reminding y'all that y'all are on the right uh, path. Yeah, and I love it too because at the beginning, you know, he's going to talk about the second coming right. like he did in First Thessalonians, but this time in a different way. Mm -hmm. So at first, in the in the, in the in, uh, First Thessalonians, he was like, yo, we'll be with the Lord forever. The communion oh, with it'll God. Be good. When, you, when you die, you'll be with the Lord. Here he's like, oh, nah. Jesus is pulling up. He pulling up. Jesus is pulling up. To bring <laughs> wrath. Right. And, well, I, and, I, and I don't want to skirt over this. Right. Because, yeah, people can have a, t a tendency to say, oh, you know, no. Jesus is coming to bring his justice. Look at verse six in chapter one. He says, right. yo, it is just for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to give relief uh, to you who are afflicted along with us. This right. will take place at the revelation of the Lord Jesus from heaven. And he says, when he takes vengeance with flaming fire on those who don't know God and on those who don't obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Right. And man, part of the gospel is not just that we're going to be with God forever in bliss on earth yes but part of it is that those who oppose god and his people will get what's coming to them evil will be undone right yes. and so it's like it's all right for people that are oppressed yes comforting words Ooh. aren't just it's gonna be okay for you yes comfort words of wrath towards the people that have done the oppression are comforting words right it's not oh. just you're going to get a settlement, but it's that, no, no, look, people aren't just going to run free. God, yeah. God's just. Yeah. You know, this, look, 
this is what powered the nonviolence of the civil rights movement. Bro, I'm on. You, you win it, uh, J.O. Let's do it. <laughs> it's not. It was not just. Yes. You have a dream. One day you're going to hold hands with people that don't look like you. What fueled their nonviolence now Bro. was knowing. Look, 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 look. It's not that people aren't going to be judged. Mm. What they said is. I don't have to be the one that enacts judgment because there's somebody bro. else more powerful than I am that's going to make sure it's done completely bro. and comprehensively. And therefore, in this time right now, I can be nonviolent because justice will be served. Like that's bro. that's hope. Yo. That's fire. Because, yeah. dude, I was literally reading Nahum right. this yeah. morning. Yeah. And his name in Hebrew means comfort. Right. The whole book of Nahum, is, if you remember, is about the vengeance that God is going to bring against Nineveh. He doesn't right. even say anything about anything else. Right. And it's like, how is your name mean? Like, why is this book called Comfort? Right. Because it's comfort for the people of God. This is what I'm saying. That That is comforting. Right. To hear that evil will be undone. Right. And that, the, that justice will be served. Mm. That is comforting for the people of God. I think of James Baldwin, yeah. who wrote uh, this book, The Fire Next Time. Mm. And he has this quote at the very end of the book. And he says that, Yo, talking about the racial plight in America, right. African-Americans, he says, God gave Noah the rainbow sign, no more water, the fire next, next time. time. Yeah. And it's like, yo, God is going to bring his justice. And that has been hope for so many believers, past and present, yep. about, yeah, in light of their uh, oppression and plight. Yep. Uh, chapter two starts off, and there's a lot here to be confused about. Mm -hmm. Basically, Paul's mad because somebody jacked his Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and they're Start twisting his word, yeah, from his account, yeah, trying to make it seem like uh, God has already come back, and people are scared. And Paul's just just gonna say, no, no, listen, listen, y'all, the second coming of Christ, mm. uh, it's meant to bring people hope. The thought of it is not meant to drive you into a uh, hysteria right now. Mm. So if people talk about the second coming of Christ and it drives you into a hysteria about times and events and has it gone on yet Paul's like they're doing it wrong hmm. it's meant to bring hope so Paul actually hmm. writes this chapter as a course correction say yo somebody jacked my feed on my timeline they're starting to twist my words yeah. let me go back and delete all their tweets and uh, uh, reinform you on what the day of the Lord is really going to be like. Yep. And one of the things he says is, he's like, bro, you know this this hasn't happened because two things haven't taken place. Right. The apostasy comes first. Yeah. And then the man of lawlessness. Right. So in other words, when he says the apostasy, he says, no, no, no. People are going to be deceived right. and turn away from the Lord. Yeah. Now, later he's going to say the spirit of lawlessness is already among you. Mm. So in other words, Cass is already turning away. Right. right? And so yeah. we shouldn't, yeah, in some senses be surprised right. when people turn away from the faith because that's that's what the Bible says is going to happen. Right? right. Then he says this man of lawlessness is going to come. I love this, bro. He says he's going to come and uh, many people will say that this is the Antichrist. Right. Mm -hmm. He's going to come, deceive in the church, and this is going to happen. But he says the Lord Jesus is going to come mm. and he says he's going to defeat him with his breath. Mm. Christ ain't even gonna have to throw his hands up, G. It's, it's, he ain't even gotta get his stance right, right. or nothing. Right. Christ is so much more powerful is what he's just trying to say. Right. He's so much more powerful than the spirit of deception, than the spirit of lawlessness, than Satan himself. Right. 
that Jesus just has to use his breath uh, to defeat him. And that's, it's not just that we want the bad guys to get what they're going to get. We want right. Satan, the enemy of our souls, mm. to get what he's going to get. And he says, yo, that's what Jesus is about, yep. defeating Satan. And then he transitions with a prayer of comfort yeah. and strength. Amen. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on uh, and like, I right, listen, y'all. <laughs> listen. <laughs> There are these people who think the day of the Lord has already come, mm-hmm. and they just kind of live in like, why bother, man? I'm just going to kick it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to kick it, man. I'm just going to, yeah. No, nah, nah, it already came, man. I'm just going to, yeah, live off of everybody else's work. Mm. And Paul's going to look at this idleness mm. and laziness yes. and basically say, yes, listen, no, nah, no. Nah, Y'all got to call it out. Mm. Y'all can't, like, mm. don't think you are being gracious. Oh, you are good, being uh, complacent. You are enabling mm. people. And Paul's even going to go so far as to be like, yo, mm. have nothing to do with cats like that. Mm. There's just a different way that the people of God are meant to, mm. yeah, roll. And you just yeah. see how, like, yeah, right? So even... When sometimes we like uh, talk about Paul's letters and we say, well, the first half is doctrine and the back half Mm -hmm. is uh, uh, practice, Mm -hmm. first and second Thessalonians aren't like that at all. It's interwoven because Mm -hmm. the theology that you have affects how you live. And Paul's going to pinpoint things that are done in practice mm. and he's going to trace it back to bad theology. Mm, absolutely. And that's exactly what he does, man. And it's like, yo, if we really believe that the Lord has delayed his coming for the repentance of the unrepentant, then we will live lives of hard work, sacrifice and labor and intense pursuit yeah. of bringing the kingdom on earth. It right? actually, if, you, if you really believe that, then it actually makes you work harder. Absolutely. Because you're like, all right, he's put off his return and we don't know when he's going to come back. We don't know. So let's make sure let's that we just- Let's share the gospel. Right. Let's, let's, let's work for justice. Let's right. build up the believers that are already here. Like, let's right. do it. Yeah. And man, I just, I just wonder what kind of witness to the world we would provide mm. if Christians were the hardest working people, mm. were known as the hardest working people on earth for the mission that they believe God has called them to. Mm. Amen. Let's pray that it would be so. Yeah. Yeah. Father, I pray that you would make those, uh, make us those that work tirelessly, Lord, yeah. because we're reminded, um, yeah, like Paul writes at the end of this letter, Father, that you, you're you're going to be the one that brings peace. You're going to mm. give us peace, Lord. So as you have delayed your return, I pray that we would work hard uh, to ensure that we bring as many people into the kingdom as we can so that they look forward to the day when you come back to set things right, Father. Fill us with a drive and a goal to move forward. It's in Jesus' name we pray.